Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 35 of the In the 11 podcast. I am Brendan Griffiths, your host for the Shindig, and we're into part two of the kind of reason why I left Denmark. Thank you to all you who listened to part one. It was, you know, like I said in that episode, it was kind of tough to talk about some of that stuff, and I'm sure today won't be much easier, but... Again, you know, the whole purpose of this podcast from the start was to see if I can try and help people, to see if I can share a story that people can resonate with, whether that be athletes or non-athletes, I think. Hopefully some of the things that I've experienced can can provide some value to people. So with that being said, let's let's get it rolling here. listen to the first part of this I would encourage you to do so but if you have not I was playing semi-professionally in Denmark I had a pretty good opportunity with a pretty decent level club there and I had you know fostered some opportunities for myself to go on some professional trials which was always what the dream was or what I thought the dream was for myself in in Europe and I just, I, as I was there, I was realizing that I was kind of unhappy and I was struggling with a lot of different emotions and feelings and trying to battle those while also playing and performing at a high level that it, it really did a number on me psychologically. And I eventually had to make the decision like that I need to do what's best for me here and, and switch something up because something's not working. Things aren't feeling right. So I chose to leave Denmark and I came back home. And now I've been home for a few weeks. I've been playing some semi-professional soccer here, right in basically my hometown, which has been nice. And I'm kind of figuring out what the next step is for me. And it might mean still trying to pursue the game as a professional. It might mean exploring different avenues within the game or outside of the game as well. So this podcast and and this episode specifically is kind of talking about what led to this change, what led to this great epiphany, you know, for anyone who's listened to the first 32, 33 some odd episodes, it was always, I just want to be a pro. I just want to chase the game. I want to I'm going to go after this 100%, and now it seems like a pivot a little bit. So I think rather than try and be something that I'm not for you guys that are listening, I would rather try and just give you the honest truth. And I think, again, you know, I feel as if a story that I'm telling can resonate with people. I think this story as well of, of a potential transition out of the game is something that isn't often talked about either and it can maybe provide some value to players who are are kind of going through something and and feel like the game just isn't isn't right it isn't fitting the way that they wanted it to which is where I kind of was at when I was in Denmark so you know the main catalyst for a lot of the self-reflection and thought that I underwent 
came from being in Denmark and being isolated and being, you know, on my own almost 24/7 and having my only really outlet to do something other than sit inside my own thoughts was to play football. And when you have, you know, football as this savior in your life, it can be a blessing and it can be a curse. And I think I think even for those who say that football is, you know, their their one saving grace, it is their everything, you have to have some sort of balance. And I, I just I struggled to strike that balance while I was in Denmark and I felt like the only way for me to get myself kind of out of it was to come back home and press the reset button a little bit and then move forward from there. So like I said, that was the you know, that was the catalyst of, of just being on my own so much and it's it's hard like isolation and and solitude it's not easy things for any person and I think learning more about myself and trying to figure out who I am as a person has led me to the discovery that even more so it's something that I struggle with you know I think I have over time become more comfortable and confident through repetition of being in situations where I'm on my own, I have to figure things out or being able to kind of occupy my time and my mind by myself. But I also really enjoy, you know, interactions with other people. I really enjoy working with people. I have enjoyed, you know, roles in the past where I've been a coach or whether I've been something that involves fostering relationships that's something that I value as well so I'm trying to figure out a way in which I can continue to move forward with having that be an emphasis in my life because you know I, I realized that yes I love the game so much for what it is in that you know in that actual x's and o's and tactics and technique and all those types of things but at the end of the day I think what I maybe overlooked was how much I love the game because of the people that it brought into my life. Like, you know, the some of the best friends that I have in the whole world, I've shared a field with, I've been in a starting 11 with, and, and that is something that I, I love and I'm grateful for, but maybe I didn't actually look at it from the perspective of maybe this is the reason why you love the game so much and why you chase it because you keep trying to, you like being in the team environment. You like that camaraderie that I think is very hard to replicate in something other than a team. This bond that you form with people when you go and you do something athletic, you do something challenging physically, it's very different than, you know, a simple nine to five job where you kind of work with people and their coworkers. And I, I never felt that closeness when I was in those types of settings. And so maybe for me, it's, it's evaluating what kind of do I care about the most, you know, is it, because in the professional soccer world, as I've mentioned, it's, it's going to be a lonely pursuit. It's going to be difficult and it's not always going to allow you to create these long lasting friendships and, and things that maybe were available to me as I was coming up in the game. But once you kind of switch that mindset and it's okay, now it's professional. Now it's everyone's fighting for a job and you have to kind of go where the market is. You have to go where there's an opportunity. It's, it's just such a different atmosphere. It's such a different feel to that of 
everything that you've been brought up in in the game, where it's been about fun, it's been about playing with your friends, it's been about trying to get better, but you've always had the people around you in your circle to be able to do that. So that's that's some of the, the thoughts that I'm trying to have here as I as I move forward. And I, uh, I think, so as I get into it here, I think one thing that I started to realize about myself, and actually it was pointed out to me by a mentor of mine was, I felt like that exact that exact idea that I just spoke to you about about how the game can be the game can be so challenging and it can be so lonely and it and it comes down to things that I've mentioned on this podcast before it comes down to sacrifice it comes down to grind it comes down to what are you willing to give up and what are you willing to do to get to the next level and I think in doing this podcast as well and holding myself accountable to the standard of pursuing greatness or to the best of my ability, I got caught up in what my mentor and my friend referred to as podcast, Brendan. I got, I kind of took on this persona of I'm just all about the grind and I'm all about the sacrifice and I'm all about work and, and put your head down and work and don't look up until you get there. And I don't know if that's, if that's right. I was, I became so, so hyper-focused on the motivation and I think I maybe lost sight of the purpose of why I started this podcast, but not even that, why I started the journey of trying to become a pro. The whole, you know, I, I tried to boil it down to its simplest sense. And I remember I had so many conversations with people where I was like, at the end of the day, I was pursuing professional soccer because I want, I want to be happy. Like, because I thought that being a pro would be the dream job for me. And it would be what would make me the happiest person. Because at the end of the day, that was my goal coming out of college. I was like, my whole life, I've gone to school. I've gone to college. I've done what is told of you, so to speak. It's I've done what I've been told to do or what the societal kind of standard is. Now I want to break the mold and I want to do what I really want to do. And for me, I thought that was, I want to be a pro. And I think as I got into somewhat professional environments or experience professional like atmosphere I I started to question it you know I've spoken on this podcast about how difficult Germany was but I was so focused on this goal I had decided this is what I wanted to do as a pro I kind of just kept brushing aside all these feelings that I was having and just chalked it up to well Maybe this club isn't run the most professional. Maybe I am just in a difficult living situation. Maybe I just miss home. Like As I continue to progress in this game, things will get easier and things will get better. And that could have been the case. It could also not be the case. You know, I think now being in a couple of other different clubs and different environments and talking to a lot of other players, 
pretty much everywhere you go, it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's There's not going to be some perfect situation, especially for the players at the lower levels where I was at and those who are in my kind of same ability level, you're not going to have those things taken care of for you. You're not going to be able to create this perfect situation where you have beautiful living arrangements, you have all these people around you, you have the support system and, and everything is is perfect. It just doesn't quite exist. Again, what I think I got so wrapped up in as podcast Brendan was you just have to you just have to work and you just have to keep going no matter what. Whatever you're handed, whatever you're dealt, it's gonna be hard, but just keep going. And I, I kept not really listening to myself or not really checking in with myself to see if I was even enjoying the process. I was just so focused on the destination that I started to fall out of love with certain things in the process. And it's not, it's not the training. Like I still love to go and train. I could do that for hours on end. That's, that's still something that I love to do, but I, I've realized now, especially once you get to a certain level and you can, you know, you can play at a decent enough standard and you can train hard. Like that part is just, the training part is almost, I don't want to say insignificant, but it's just like everyone works hard. Everyone trains hard. So that's not even, that's not even what it came down to. It wasn't like, oh, I don't want to train. I don't want to work this hard. I, I love that part of it. It's, there's just so much, you know, trialing connecting with clubs, being away from family. I feel like that part actually makes up the majority of what goes into chasing a pro contract versus the actual training part. Just because the training almost becomes second nature. It just becomes a part of what you do and you don't really even think about it that much. But in... In getting so lost in in that purpose, in that in that kind of grind mode, Brendan, I I think as I started to have these feelings, it was the first time where I allowed myself to really take a step back and look at my situation as a whole, and I said, "Okay, I wanted to pursue this because." I thought it was going to make me happy. And if it's not, like, what's the next step for me? How, how is this? Is this just temporary? Is this, do I need to make serious changes here? What needs to happen? And the reason why it was so scary was because when you first choose this path, it's it's difficult because you have friends, you have family, you have teammates that you've played with that everyone's going to have somewhat of an opinion whether they share with you or not. And part of you being able to be successful in this is drowning out that noise that's saying, oh, maybe you shouldn't do this. Oh, this isn't really the best career path. You know, there's no money in it. Will you make it? Et cetera, et cetera. You have to commit to this path and you have to choose to it. And so that's what I did. You know, I, everything in my life, I put in place to try and funnel towards this one goal. Every, you know, every dollar that I spent was to try and get to here. Every money, every dollar that I put away 
was to try and get here. Every hour that I spent training, every hour that I spent in the gym and focusing on my diet and spending hours in front of the computer, emailing thousands of clubs and, you know, going to trials and connecting with players, like everything that I did was in an attempt to try and get a little bit closer. So to then have this feeling of, well, I've just put everything into this and now I don't even know if I like it. Like it's, it's such a scary, it's a, I'm still dealing with it to this day. Like I'm, I'm acting as if it's past tense, but it's not. It's still every single day. I still think what's, what's next? Where, like, where am I at? I guess is the, uh, is the best way to, to phrase it because there's days where I feel like I kind of have it figured out. And there's days where I just feel like I am staring off into space because I don't, I don't know. I, I was on this path for so long and now I got off the, the path and I'm kind of standing in the middle of the forest, like, all right, let's figure out a new path. Uh, because again, like I said, it breaking out of this, this idea that I had created for myself, of I was going to have play professionally and play for a few years and then move on. I always just told myself that because I knew that's what every player eventually had to do. You know, every athlete eventually has to retire, but I almost didn't even really comprehend it as a, as a, a real idea. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just kind of said that, like, I'll just keep playing until I can't play anymore. But I always imagined that can't play anymore was either I had some serious injury, which I hope to never have, or like, I didn't, I didn't have a, I didn't have another explanation of why I would maybe stop playing one day. Whereas this starting to fall out of love with the game or starting to fall out of love with the process is a valid explanation of why people leave. But I never thought it was going to happen now. I thought it was going to happen down the road. And so now having it happen now, I'm like, it's just thrown off my whole timeline. It's thrown off this whole image that I've created for myself. And so that's why I think it's been difficult to, to figure out, like, you don't want to step away if you're really not ready to step away. But at the same time, you don't want to stay in if your heart's not in it anymore, if your mind's not in it anymore. So I realized so much in, in being over there. And I, I, I think I had this moment where I became, you know, and it, it's been, it's been what this podcast is about. It's even, I think in the description of this podcast, it was about chasing the dream. It was always about the chase. And I fell in love with that word. And I think I think I would actually, I would like to use a different word than chase. I don't, I think, because what I started to realize was is exactly, you know, when, when you are chasing something, you know, you think about out in, in the world, you think a lion is, is chasing a gazelle and they are so fixated on that one thing on their prey that it's like they have blinders on and they and they 
don't see anything else kind of in the external environment because you you have to if if as a lion you want to survive you have to <laughs> get this food for me i did that in in the game i was just chasing it and i only had my vision in one direction and i couldn't be swayed anywhere else and the reality is it, i didn't need to be in survival mode in that same way it wasn't like this is the only way for me to go is becoming a professional. There's a million and one different things that I could do. And so as I was putting these blinders on, I there were moments where I look back now and I'm, I wonder if I was able to fully be in the present moment and, and experience everything that was going on around me because I was just so focused on what is next? What's next for my career? Okay, I've gotten here. How do I get there? And it's it's part of the it's part of the job description when you're an athlete but at the end of the day if i don't stop to experience what's around me and appreciate everything that i am experiencing then i don't know maybe it sounds harsh but what is this all for you know what is this whole if i if i had if i go through this whole career you know, from let's say I play from 23 to 33, if I go this 10 years and every time I'm just thinking, okay, where's my next contract? Am I going to play the next game? Am I going to get my contract extended? When am I going to get back from this injury? Where am I going to play next? Like if that's all I think about, I'm going to retire at 33 and then look back and be like, wow, that was amazing. But I never stopped to actually look at what was going on around me because all I thought was, okay, now I'm playing in Denmark. Maybe next I'll play in Finland. I'll play in Finland for two years and then I'll play in the U. Like that was all I was always doing in my head was running this reel of how I mapped out my career to be and how I was going to get there. And it, it became, it became exhausting. And so again, like I needed to press the reset button and that's what I'm trying to do now here at home is just for the first time in a while, I'm just going to be here and try and experience every day and you know, maybe I'll be working jobs that aren't necessarily what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, but I can be here in the present moment. I can be around people that make me happy. I can just not worry not stress and not worry or where am I going to be in six months where am I going to be in a year from what I've learned and let's take a break to talk about support for the in the 11 podcast is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels manscaped performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 11 at manscaped.com. Now, if my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. Now, listen, here's the deal, gentlemen. The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived, and it is a game changer. Now, I know we got a lot of ballers out here, right? We got a lot of coaches out here. A lot of you, I know in your sessions, in your games, you're constantly saying, you got to take care of the ball, but you're not taking care of your own. It's crazy. It's it's wild. And we got to change that here. And Manscaped's going to help you do that. So first off, we've got the Lawnmower 4.0, and it is the future of men's below-the-waist grooming. And that is because... 
of their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof. It has a 400K LED spotlight. So no more going blind in the bathroom, getting hair all over the floor, right? Pop in the shower. You've got the light as well. Easy. And you're done. On to the next one. Now, same goes for that weed whacker. The Manscaped Weed Whacker for your ear and nose hair trimming necessities. You've got the proprietary skin safe technology, which is going to help reduce with nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate, sensitive areas. Now, last but not least, we can't forget about the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner. A lot of you guys, I know you've got a routine with your recovery, right? You've got pregame rituals, you've got postgame rituals, a recovery routine that you do after, right? Hop in an ice bath, whatever it is. You have to add your below-the-waist care to that. You've got to take care of your balls, gentlemen. You don't want to be playing 90 minutes, and then you come in, and you're sweaty and disgusting, and you're not taking care of yourself. you got you got to do it. And Manscaped, like I said, is here to help you in that department. And who knows, maybe that special someone that's in your life coming to the game, watching you play, you know, you play a good 90 minutes, maybe you bag a goal, I don't know. You want to be ready, you want to be prepared, you don't want to be in a situation where you are left without Manscaped. Now, just because Manscaped is hooking you up and they want to take care of you, the Performance Package 4.0 has a couple of goodies thrown in there. They've got the Manscaped Boxer Briefs and they threw in a little carry-on bag just to travel with all of your Manscaped products, whether you're going for an away game, right? It's a road trip, you're in a plane, whatever. Chuck all your Manscaped products in there. You don't have to think about it. You can forget about it and make sure that you're still taken care of. So it is time, gentlemen, because your balls will thank you. It is time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off with free shipping using the code 11. That's 20% off with free shipping using the code 11. E-L-E-V-E-N at manscaped.com. That is 20 whole percent off of your order. 20% off your order with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code 11. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Where the world has taken me so far, nine times out of 10, you can make a plan and it's. I think the saying is only tell God your plans if if you wanna, oh, what's that? What's that f- phrase? I'm gonna look it up because I don't want to butcher it and sound like an idiot here on the podcast. Because I already can do that really, uh, really well without the help of quotes that I don't know. If you want to make God laugh, just tell him your plans. There we go. It's true. Like Germany, I learned I was going to Germany. I think a month and a half before I left. When I went to Philly, I decided a few weeks before all these types of big decisions that I make or that present themselves to me oftentimes they don't they come when you're least expecting and so maybe I'm going to change up the mold a little bit here for a while and start to start to let life come to me a little bit and see if see if I can let the universe show me what is what is really next for me versus being on this chase, being on this grind and not appreciating what is, what is happening around me. And, and I mean, I don't want to have this be misconstrued. I don't want to tell you 
you shouldn't work hard and you shouldn't try and achieve goals and you shouldn't be driven because you should. And that's always the type of person that I am, whether it's in this game or it's not, whatever I'm passionate about, if I, if I love something, I want to be good at it and I want to do great things in it. And that's never going to change. But I'm just saying is you have to strike a balance between being driven and being motivated, but also allowing yourself to experience the joys that your life can bring you because at the end of the day, like that's what this, this whole big thing, in my opinion, is about. It's about finding a way to, to do the things that make you the most happy to be the happiest that you can be. If that's being a pro soccer player, cool. By all means, go for it with 110%. But you know, when you're in a moment where you're with a team and you're loving it and you're playing well, appreciate that for what it is and try and, and try and look for the positives in whatever situation you're in. And I'm not saying it will be positive all the time, but try and avoid that, that mindset of, okay, I'm here now, but where am I going to be next? Where am I going to be next? Where am I like, those things will come if you put in the work and you do the right things. But the, the best way for you to put yourself in a, in a correct position to have that opportunity next is if you focus everything on being in the present moment and being the best that you can be day in and day out. And the reason that I share all this is because that's exactly what I was kind of not doing in the past few years a lot of times and especially in Denmark I I went over there I was there for a month and already I'm like okay what's the next team where am I going next I'm here I've trained a few times boom let's make the most out of this opportunity and I'm in Denmark never lived in Denmark in my whole life I've never even been there and I've gotten myself this opportunity to come and put on a jersey and and play and I'm already thinking okay well I'm playing this level now maybe this will translate and I can go to Sweden next year or I can play higher in the Danish league or I can go to the Faroe like it was it was this cycle that kept repeating itself and had I not come in to break it I don't know if it would if I would still be going like this I could still be in Denmark right now and I could be doing a podcast episode that's entitled I am now moving to the Faroe Islands and and I could come on the podcast and everything could seem fantastic but I would put down the camera and turn off the mic and and be just in a, in a heap of pain so you know lastly I think the one thing that I want to talk about that uh is I guess a, a I don't know I don't I don't even know the right way to to describe it but I think I you know I I'd seen myself as an athlete for so long and I again I carved out this path for myself and this was the path that I chose so this is the path I was going down and I had seen myself as an athlete for so long that I think I almost didn't know if there was something else that I could do. I, I didn't know if I could be 
somebody else. I always felt like I could because I was, I'm, was smart and I got along with people well. And But I would meet people and people were always so impressed and, and thought it was so cool that I was chasing this dream. And I... Again, I didn't I didn't know if I could see myself in any other way. And what's so hard about being an athlete in any sport is there's always gatekeepers when you're an athlete. You know, if I if I wanna start a business, I can just go and start a business. If I wanna be a musician, I can just put my music out on YouTube and SoundCloud and people can decide if they like it or not, if they want to consume it. As an athlete, you know, you can't really just go and start your own professional team. You have to join a team. And that involves having a coach or a sporting director or someone offer you that spot or offer you that contract. And so as an athlete, you're constantly being told, yes, you're good enough or no, you're not good enough. Yes, you're good at this. You're not good at this. And... I think I think an athlete is one of the unique professions in which you don't you can't really make that separation between your profession and who you are as a person. And what I mean by that is there's so many people who work 9 to 5 jobs and they can just kind of say oh yeah, I work at Trusco Bank or something or I work at this hospital or they're able to separate what they do for a living and them as a person when they leave for the day their job stays at the office and they come home I think as an athlete it's just it becomes a part of your personality becomes a part of who you are you know I, I think a footballer takes on this different connotation to just I play football because nobody like you know you you ask a lot of players and they'll tell you I'm a professional footballer and it and maybe I'm overthinking this but I just think there's a there's different language and there's different tone to that than saying like you know you, you would never ask a player what they do for work if you didn't know and they would say oh like I work for Manchester United because then you'd assume that they work in the front office or they work in the stadium or something like that. They would say, like, I'm a professional footballer for Manchester United. It becomes a part of your identity. It becomes a part of who you are. And so the reason that I bring all this up is because, as I mentioned, when it becomes so much of your identity and there's always gatekeepers, there's always someone saying yes or no, you're good enough, you're not good enough, how do you then separate if this coach says, no, you're not good enough, well, part of my identity, or for many, their identity is as a footballer. So how do you separate them saying, you're just not good at football from this is your identity, you're not good enough as a person? I think it was what, it was, what was so hard for me. Like I, I would be in certain moments and I had identified myself as a footballer and a coach would say, you know, nope, we're not interested or you did poorly or you didn't do this right. And you think like, okay, but this is who I am. This is, 
this is who I want to be and you're telling me no that I'm not good enough for that like how do you how do you make that distinction between the profession and who you are as a person because I think a lot of people are are strong enough to understand like if they go into their job and their boss screams at them or is mad at them for something you know they're able to go home spend time with their family and friends and understand okay I'm a good person and I made this mistake at my employment it doesn't doesn't affect who I am as a person outside of this and when you have this identity as an athlete when you have it as a footballer and you can't make that distinction gets really murky really quick and I don't know maybe I'm the only one to have ever experienced something like this I don't think that I am because I've heard stories of, of other players when you know they're coming up through the academy and they don't get picked it's incredibly difficult for them I've you know experienced or heard of other players as they transition out of the game and they retire it's like, how do I move forward? Because I've been this thing my whole life. This is my identity. What do I do now? But what was so illuminating and eye-opening for me to realize was that, yes, we all love football and we love the game so much, but it is a game. You know, it is it is an inanimate object. It doesn't have thoughts. It doesn't have feelings. It doesn't have emotions. It is a bit of grass with some goalposts and a ball. And that's it. And, you know, you would think, you would laugh at someone who says that they're in love with an inanimate object. You know, they're in love with their computer. Or they're in love with their car or something like that like we can conceptualize how that seems crazy but when someone says they're in love with the game it it makes sense kind of but in in the same way as a computer or you know a table or a chair can't give you that affirmation that you're looking for as you pour yourself into this game it can't always give you that affirmation that you're looking for back in the way that a person can because that's what's going to do it for you is the the coaches the teammates the fans that are involved in football that give you the affirmation that you seek that's where it comes from and if you can't make that distinction between it coming from people versus it coming from the game it's so easy to get lost it's so easy to get caught up in the shuffle and I think that's what I did you know I poured myself into this game and I still do I pour myself into it and give it so much and then when I couldn't perform well I, I couldn't play at the level that I wanted to and people started to say no you're not going to make it I I just wasn't able to to make the separation I, I was still seeking affirmation from the game and it and it can't give it and that's you know that says the simplest way to put it is a lot of people, a lot of players have that problem and it's hard. It's a hard realization to come to. I'm grateful that I have people that have been in my circle and have been supportive that have understood what I'm going through and that's what made it easier for me to 
to talk about this in this way, but to also transition into maybe doing something new or thinking about doing something new. I had so many conversations with people that were outside. Of, that's kind of who I talked to first, people outside of the game, my family and my close friends. And they said, yeah, like I understand the emotions that you're having and it's okay because at the end of the day, we just want you to do what's best for you and want you to be happy. It doesn't have to be becoming a pro. It doesn't have to be in the game at all. It just this isn't working for you. If it's not fitting right, then think about if it's not fitting right because it's just a little bit difficult right now and you can get past it or if it's time for a change. And then what really opened my eyes was I talked to other players who were either at the level already that I wanted to be at or were in that same boat as me. They were chasing the dream. And they too, they were like, yeah, I get it. It makes sense. Not some of what I was expecting was, oh, no, you can't give up now, man. You're so close. Just keep going. Just keep going. I think they could sense and hear the pain that I was in and that I just, I didn't know if the choice I was going to make was right, but I knew that I needed to make a choice and they supported that. So when I had that support of the people around me, it made it easier for me to take this leap and like I said early on, as I'm, as I'm trying to figure out who I am as a person, I think I've realized that that support component to me matters, that that circle that I surround myself with matters. And while you have to have that as a professional athlete, a lot of times you have to be your own circle. And maybe that's not the life that I really wanted like I wanted to have people to to share in my journey with I wanted to have people along for the ride and that you're not always afforded that when you're living out of a suitcase going all over the world so just to just to sum things up I I think based on the fact that I was able to put out two length episodes like this I think there was just it's obvious to see that there was a ton on my mind while I was in Denmark. And again, I want to say how grateful I am to the people that when I called, picked up the phone and I was able to chew their ear off for an hour, an hour and a half, because if I didn't have that while I was over there, it would have been so much more isolating and I would have been in an, in an even tougher situation than I already was to then come home and have this podcast where I really talk about all these things is not something that I ever imagined for myself. I always knew I kind of wanted to to try and be a bit more authentic and a bit more real than what a lot of athletes show to the world, but it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing to tell people what it's like when you're feeling your lowest and how you even plan on getting out of that, how you plan on taking a step out of that hole. I appreciate all you guys as the listeners that are interested enough to, to want to see how I kind of am doing and how this works out for me as a, as a possible career transition or how this works out for me in the podcast. 
but I hope that you know I, I still have lots of ideas for how I want to contribute to this podcast, contribute to the game, and contribute to other athletes and, and other people alike who might be interested in in stories, in hearing people's emotions, and hearing people's journey. I think, again, it's something that I think is valuable, but I think I've always been interested in. I always, I always like hearing about kind of people's journey from behind the scenes and getting to know who a person is on a real level. So I hope to bring in more players in all stages of their career to come and talk on the podcast. I hope to bring in people in all aspects of the game as well to talk about things. I hope to bring in some people who can maybe talk to sports psychology, can talk to the mentality of being an athlete. I hope to bring in people who are highly successful in other walks of life who maybe have a background in athletics or maybe even don't have a background in athletics but have attributes that you can see how they could also translate to success in in something like athletics. I think as athletes, as people, it's always great to learn from all types of different avenues and, and all types of different sources. So I hope that's what this podcast can provide. And I hope as well that in me, not only bringing people on to share with you and me continue to share my story about maybe doing something new with my life, it can it can shed some light on someone else who's going through something similar or who has been through something similar or is going to one day down the road. So in order for us to do that as a podcast, I, I would love for it to continue to keep growing and for the audience to keep growing. So for those of you who share the content that I put out and, and talk about it, I'm super appreciative of that. And if you're brand new here, then definitely hit subscribe and, and follow along and we'll have more episodes to come. But thank you for listening to this this two-part now, this, this little mini-series of why I chose to leave Denmark. I hope it answered any questions that anyone had about why I chose to leave and how I'm how I'm dealing with that decision now. And if anyone does have more questions or you want to hear more things talked about or want to learn more about this part of the story or anything regarding the podcast, you know, don't hesitate to reach out and we'll try and do our best to to answer those types of things going forward. But again, thank you so much. This has been episode 35 of In the 11. I appreciate all you guys so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Peace.